Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring will be here soon. So if buying a new home is on your to-do list, right now is the time to call Quicken Loans. Learn about which mortgage options make sense for you and get a jump on your competition. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive rate shield approval, call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, welcome to this Subway ad for the new Sesame Ginger Glaze Chicken Signature Wrap. How would you like it? I'll take a... Sports announcer at home? Yeah, how'd you... We just know. My wife picks up the new Signature Wrap. It's got double the rotisserie-style chicken mixed with a Sesame Ginger Glaze. She appears annoyed at me, but she shrugs it off. Those sweet and savory flavors are calling her name. She lifts the wrap and... She takes the bite! Incredible! And now she's closing the door on my... Subway, make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Double meat based on average six-inch sub. I'm little teapot, short and stout. Here is my handle and here is my spout. No, that like this. When I get all steamed up, then I shout, tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Roman Reigns. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. KLRN Radio has advertising rates available. We have rates to fit almost any budget. Contact us at advertising at klrnradio.com. Hello, Michigan. It's good to be back. Welcome to Circumspice, the right side of Michigan. All things Michigan from a conservative point of view. I better start working on an arc here. 
I'm watching the radar. I'm watching the radar, and rain's coming across the state right now. And according to uh, according to this future forecast on the radar, um, I may or may not make it through this show. <laughs> if you hear gurgling sounds in the background, it's it's not my beverage. No, it's uh, it's me drowning probably. I'm Alan Wright, circumcised right side of Michigan. All things Michigan from my point of view, not yours. Stay tuned. We're going to have a fun time tonight. Oh, yeah, get your punk on. Core Patriot. There was Atomic Dog 65. Moderator of all slow typers, welcome. <laughs> I am Alan Ray. Yeah, every time I would appear into uh, the chat room that we had in the 70s, um, the girl that was always in there, uh, our, our own personal DJ, Michelle, she would kick that song on every time I'd make an appearance. Got to be my song. Yeah, I like it. Atomic Dog, baby. That's right. The funk. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get wet. It's been kind of drizzly all day. Uh, I'm watching this front move across Michigan, and it's just going to get worse. I mean, this thing goes from, oh, my gosh, let's let's scroll out here a little bit. It goes from Springfield, uh, Illinois, all the way up almost to Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's coming across the state. And it's it's not just your drizzly crap we've had all day. This looks like it's going to get a little nasty. It looks like it's going to have some um, some severe rainy crud i don't don't know if it's gonna be storms or what but just looks like a lot of rain so if you're within the sound of uh of of my voice anywhere on the planet which is where my sound of my sound of my voice is being heard um no if you're in the state of michigan um stay dry stay inside don't get out in it watch the floods they're calling for floods they're calling for water over roadways don't be stupid when it comes to going across flood zones and water. Uh, a lot of people in Detroit found that out back in the summer. Ended up losing their cars. Ended up having to get pulled out. Thank God nobody died. But, you know, stupid people die a lot, and they usually die stupidly. So there's your weather report for the day. What I, You know, I really don't want to get all worked up tonight. I've got a mellow going. Okay, I've been off for the last four days. Uh, my lovely bride and I, we celebrated our 32nd anniversary um, Thursday. Of course, Friday night, if you were uh, on KLRN Radio, you heard Circumspice, right side of Michigan. I was very ranty. I was very, bah! I don't feel that way. I'm not feeling it tonight. I'm just not. Um, I want to do things like, oh, sports. You know, the Lions, the Lions, of course, did not sports well today. 
In fact, the Lions got beat by the Rams 28 to 19. Now, what's so significant about that? Well, the Rams quarterback, um, our own Matt Stafford, <laughs> pretty much took it to his old home team 28 to 19. No surprise there. Lions are what, seven and or zero and seven now? Haven't won a game all year. At least they're consistent. At least they're consistent. We're going to give them that much. All right. Um, Guys in the chat, thank you very much. Thank you very much for those congratulations. My wife deserves an award. She really does. She has put up with my crap for 30, well, actually 35 years, 34 years, something like that. Um, you know, but for 32 of them married. So she either has to shoot me or divorce me. She hasn't done either one yet. Uh, very patient woman. Rolls her eyes quite a bit. Don't know why she does that. But anyways, if you're in the sun, if you're listening to this, it's Sunday night, it's 9.07 p.m. Get in that chat room at www.klrnradio.com. And um, yeah, check it all out. That's right. Raptor saying, uh, if you look, it runs right along Interstate 70. Yep, the storm front runs right along 70. Um, and yeah, it's nasty. I mean, it just goes everywhere. This is going to be a crazy night. It will be a test to my, uh, roof repair job that I did so far. It's holding so far. There's no water out in the garage where there was. So yeah, there's that. Um, what else we got? Let's do sports. Let's do sports for just a little bit. Uh, Detroit Red Wings right now. Uh, it's the third period, 15 minutes to go. They're up on the Chicago Blackhawks five to three. Can they hold it? Uh, the Red Wings officially right now are two, two and one Chicago Blackhawks are all four and one. What's up with that? Chicago. Chicago's one of my teams. I mean, I love the Red Wings. I love the Red Wings, but you know, if Chicago, if the Blackhawks are on, I'll watch the Blackhawks. Um, I'm sure my daughter and her husband are probably watching this game and throwing things at them because he's a major Blackhawks fan. And of course she is a major Red Wings fan. So yeah, there's probably war on the West side of the state. That's fine. That's all good. Um, what else do we get? Oh, yeah. This is the week. Um, Michigan, University of Michigan sported good this week. Oh, yeah. They beat Northwestern. They trounced Northwestern. Blowout. You got to love it. It is a sports report. Yeah, we'll, we'll just a tiny, teeny one, Raptor. Uh, Raptor, it's like, a, are we going to do the fishing report or sports report? Embrace the power of and, Okay. Um, but this is the big week. This is the big week. At the end of the week, we have Michigan versus Michigan State. Both teams undefeated. Both teams are pretty doggone good. Um, it's going to be a good one to watch. You know, the thing about it is, 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 is the uh, the betting pools, all of the uh, polls and 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 Las Vegas has Michigan beating Michigan State by I think a touchdown or ten points, something like that. You know, you can't count out Michigan State. You you just can't. Um, when you play them, you get, and we're playing them in their house, I do believe. Uh, when you play them and Michigan and Michigan State play each other, throw all the records out the window because this is a high adrenaline game. Yeah, skill has a lot to do with it. Endurance has a lot to do with it, but Whoever comes in with the biggest chip on their shoulder and whoever decides to take it to the other side, the, the hardest, is usually going to end up winning this game. So it's going to be a good game. We're going to see how it goes. You know, even though both teams are undefeated, I and I hate to even mention this term, but I don't see national champion in either team. 
they're good. They're good. You can't be seven and zero this late in the season and not be good. But um, there there's chinks in the armor, you know. And I watch and, and I watch Michigan. Michigan's my team. I, I have to root for Michigan. You know, they pay me to root for them. So <laughs> um, I see chinks in the armor. They they're run up the gut, run up the gut, run up the gut, throw, run up the gut, run up the gut, run up gut, and throw. I mean, if you if you're a fan, if you're a, a disciple of Bo Schembechler, you know exactly what Harbaugh is going to do. You know, you almost can predict his plays. He's going to have to change it up. He's going to have to throw some things in there. He's going to have to run some option plays. He's going to have to run some, uh, yeah, he just run some different plays to throw these teams off for the next few weeks, especially when it gets to Ohio State. It's going to get crazy. Um, and Jeff, who you just heard on uh, Lost Wanderer, thank you so much for that. Congrats on the anniversary. He did great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people in the chat room. Yep, U of M. But like I said, you cannot count out Michigan State. If they don't take this game seriously, U of M will lose. They, I've watched them do this time and time again. Um, either way, I'm going to go into it with an open mind and uh, may the best team win. Now, Ohio State, all bets are off the table. I want to see U of M kill Ohio State. <laughs> Just every time. It hasn't happened in quite some time, but we'll see what goes on. So. This is circumspice, the right side of Michigan. All, all things Michigan from a conservative, conservatarian, my point of view. And um, I, it, it, the news was kind of weird this week. I, I'm kind of creeped out, okay? I'm kind of creeped out. Why was Nancy Pelosi in my state this week? Um, What was it, last week? Yeah, we, we had Joe Biden two weeks ago. Remember that? Hello, Michigan. It's good to be Yay. back. Yeah, Joe Biden was here. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, now Nancy Pelosi was in Michigan. She's over in Plymouth. Um, they call it Metro Detroit. It's Plymouth, okay? It's, it's not really Metro Detroit. It's quite a ways from Detroit, actually. But anyway, speaking from a manufacturing technology center in Plymouth, um, Nancy Pelosi said uh, the House has a 90% of the bill written. Okay, I want you to I want you to listen to what I'm going to say. This doesn't even make sense. This is from the free press. Free press is slightly right-leaning, okay? But I, I usually dig the free press. But what Nancy Pelosi said doesn't make sense. And I'm sure they quoted her exactly. Nancy Pelosi says, the House has 90% of the bill written, but that some harsh decisions need to be made. The ingredients will all be there by Sunday, she said. Hopefully the decision will be there. And they're hard. They're hard, she said. Everything is about jobs and children. No, no, Nancy. No, it's not. Let me correct you right there, Nancy, Speaker of the House Pelosi. Everything is about Democrats getting more power, more money, and solidifying their power in Washington, D.C. and keeping everybody out. That's what this entire bill is about. They don't give a crap about jobs and children. They have screwed up more jobs and children in the past year than I even I care to admit. Anyways, now this is the kicker here. Um, Pelosi touted the president's leadership, <laughs> but clearly gave a nod to the progressive members of the Democrat caucus. Okay, here's another thing, too. Let's back up a step. Let's stop calling them progressives. Let's call them what they are, the communists. They've, they've showed us that these are communists. They're not progressives. Anyways, um, in referencing the desire for climate change components in the legislation. Now, here's where it gets really weird and creepy. President Joe Biden listened for a long time, Pelosi said. 
He wrote this bill based on what he heard, what he learned, and what he knew women needed to build back better in the workplace. No, wait, 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 wait. Two things, two things. Number one, you just said, you just said the House has 90% of the bill written. And then you jump down and said, Joe Biden wrote this bill based on what he heard. Who wrote this bill? Who wrote this thousands and thousands of pages long? Who wrote it? That's what I want to know. Joe Biden can't write a letter to his mom, okay? Joe Biden lacks the mental cognizance to write his name on a piece of paper. He did not write thousands of pages of bill. No way. Didn't happen. Guarantee you. But Pelosi comes out and says, the fact is that in the next few days, we're going to have to make some important decisions. We can't get everything. Important decisions would be, let's reduce the federal government by 88.8% and give people their tax money back and let us thrive. Here's to that right there, baby. So anyways, I thought the steak kind of smelled bad. I thought maybe it was the, uh, maybe there's a dumpster fire or something like that going on, but it was Pelosi. She was in the state of Michigan. Why? I don't know. To, to sell her trillions of dollars. Why didn't she go to Virginia? Isn't there an important election going on in Virginia? There's not an important election here. We've stuck, we're stuck with Gretch for another year. Do they smell that maybe Gretch is starting to lose traction? Because she wasn't the only one here this week. First, we had President Biden a couple of weeks ago. Then we had Pelosi here. And then I come across this headline on MLive.com. First Lady Jill Biden visits Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe, discusses mental health program. <laughs> Hello, Michigan. <laughs> I bet she back. did discuss a mental health program. <laughs> um, anyways, my... Mount Pleasant, Michigan. First Lady Jill Biden visited the Saginaw Chippewa Indian Tribe in Saint Pleasant or in Mount Pleasant Sunday, October twenty fourth, in the first of two planned stops in Michigan. Why? Why are you in Michigan? Why? We don't want you here. Go away. We didn't want your husband here. Go away. First Lady arrived roughly one twenty p.m. in the uh, Zebuing Center located in 6650 East Broadway Road and was greeted with ceremonial dancing, singing, and a drum performance by members of the tribe. Oh, goody. Um, I guess she spoke about, uh, oh, children's mental health. Okay, children's mental health. All right, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, and here's the thing. The tribe received a $9 million grant through Project AWARE in 2019 and served Saginaw Chippewa Academy, Mount Pleasant Public School, and Shepherd Public Schools through its program. That's why they wanted to, to discuss children's mental health. Let me tell you something about children's mental health. Okay, this feckless moron that we've had in Lansing for the past uh, couple of years, when she shut this state down, when she um, um, kowtowed to the teachers' unions, locked down our schools, Made our children terrified, made our children feel like there was no future, isolated our children, made them stay at home, made them stare at a computer screen. Oh, and by the way, lost, lost thousands and thousands of students that just stopped showing up for classes, even online classes. They just stopped. Now they're way behind in education. Okay. That did more to screw up the mental health of the children of the state of Michigan than anything else I can remember in my lifetime. And it was bad enough, the lie, two weeks to stop the spread that she said, she seized power, unilateral power, 
and held onto it, had to be legally separated from that queenly power. And then even after that, she sent her little stoolie, creepy Robert Gordon out there, to fulfill her wishes. Like a sheriff of Nottingham or something like that, you know? That That's what screws up mental health for children, okay? When you lose students because you've got a feckless governor that doesn't know what she's doing. The state of Michigan is going to pay for that poor leadership for decades. I'm just going to throw that out there and let you know. Speaking of our feckless governor, um, remember that audit? on the, uh, the nursing homes. Yeah. Well, I, there was some back and forth with that. All right. Let me go. Let me, uh, this is like from last week, just the news.com says preliminary results from auditor Doug Ringler's analysis of Michigan's long-term care facility, COVID-19 death data found about 800 additional confirmed and probable COVID-19 deaths than the state initially counted overall statewide between January 1st, 2020 and July 3rd, 2021. Now that has in all fairness been corrected. It was not. In fact, in fact, the, the, the final count was 822, but they did find that 367 of those 822 were out of state deaths that got reported to the state. All right. We'll give them that. That still leaves 465 more deaths that were not reported. That's a lot of people dying from COVID-19, supposedly, in our nursing homes. Ringler told Johnson that he used death certificate information from electronic death record systems and COVID-19 case and death data from Michigan Disease Surveillance System. The Michigan Department of Health and Human Services counts total COVID deaths uh, on their pandemic website using data from M- uh, MDSS. Now, you know that because we go through it all the time. That's one of the things I report here on Circumspice, right side of Michigan. I can report it right now if you want to. It, they did their usual thing this week. Um, if, if you look at it, let's bring it back up here. They started out by uh, reporting all of these deaths. Oh, my gosh. You look at it and go, holy crap, are we spiking again? Or all, is everybody dying? No, that's not the truth. You got to look at the asterisk. All, all the reports did this too. Um, it said Thursday and Friday daily confirmed cases were 7,505 cases. Oh my gosh. That just means 7,505 people tested positive. How many of those positives were actually real? How many were false? We don't know. Nobody's ever going to know. We do know that the tests aren't really that reliable now. They don't want to tell you that, but they're not. But anyways, you look at the asterisk on that. It says um, notes on cases. Today's daily case counts represents new referrals of confirmed cases since the last uh, update report over two days. The average number of confirmed cases is actually 3,752 per day. Still not great. We are experiencing a bit of a spike. Oh, and guess what? It's going to get bigger. Why? Because we're all locked inside for the next few days. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not a doctor. I don't play one on TV, but I'm telling you right now, We're going to have a coronavirus spike. Why? Because it's going to be November and everybody's going to go back inside and it's going to run through everything. Just like every cold, just like every flu does. And then it's going to go back down again. And we're going to get down with our merry way. I'm calling it right now. Mask, no mask, vaxxed, unvaxxed, doesn't matter. You're going to get sick. That's what we do in Michigan during November. We get sick. 
Anyways, also shows 118 deaths. Oh, oh, but wait, 69 of those were um, identified during a vital records review. So there really wasn't 118 deaths. But yes, we are going to go through another spike. Is it something to freak out and lose your head about? No, it's not. Why? Because we already know that 99.5 some odd percent of everybody that gets this virus gets it and gets over it. And they get back with their life. We already know that if you're over 70, you should take a lot of precautions, every precaution you can. If you're under 70, you're probably just going to get over it and, and just go. They want to try to convince you that your children are going to die. They're not. They're not. They're scaring people to death. They should answer for these crimes that they're committing right now. They are using their power to scare people to death, scare them into submission. And all they have to do is read just a little bit. Now, I blame people as much as I blame the government. All you got to do is just do the studying for yourselves. And I'm not going to go over it again because I go over it on this show all the time. Go on michigan.gov backslash coronavirus. If you don't understand what you're looking at, find somebody with enough brains that they can help you. It's okay if you don't understand. Some people just don't understand statistics. But if you're looking at it right now, look at the uh, demographics, pop over the demographics, and look at the deaths. It doesn't matter what the spikes are. You can look at the spikes. Spikes are the same. The spikes go up and down, up and down through every age group. The deaths have not changed since day one. If you're over 70, you're at high risk. If you're over 80, you're even higher risk. Anybody under that, the risk is fairly normal for just about any other disease, flu, cold that you have. If you're under 60, you're not going to die from this. They're taking very, very rare instances and making it the norm and making it sound like everybody who gets COVID-19 is just going to die. It's a lie. It's a flat-out lie. Uh, and I get sick and tired of it, tell you the truth. I mean, it's, it's bad enough that they're making these stupid mandates, making little kids running around wear masks. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. You know, and if you've even had kids, you just know that kids drag home some of the nastiest plagues on the face of the planet. They just do because they haven't developed good hygiene practices yet. Wearing masks, is that doing little kids any good? No, it's not going to do them any good because they don't know how to wear masks. Adults don't know how to properly wear masks. N95 masks is the only thing that really matters. Nobody wears them. And the people that do, I would say 99.99% of them, don't. they're not trained to wear them right. They pick at them. They pull them out. I see people wearing them down under their nose. I see people walking around, pulling them out, sneezing, putting them back on. What the heck does that do for anybody? Hint, it doesn't do any good for anybody. The government knows it. It's a placebo. All right. We've already reached the bottom of the hour. I'm going to take a quick break. I want to go on break a little early because when we get back, we're going to look at the whole mask mandate and people walking off of their jobs because of this mandate. I think we're going to have a bigger problem than what the government's trying to let on. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You're paling with Al. Listen now and don't forget if you go for that solid jive, you can always keep the dream alive. Palin, palin, palin with Al. 
My son was in the Army back during Desert Storm, but even then he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq. Grantham University. Turns out that Grantham's been delivering affordable, relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years. Heck, if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas, think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Attention business owners and independent contractors. This is a money-saving message from Tax Mediation Services. If your business owes $20,000 or more in taxes, we can help you today, right now. Listen, dealing with the IRS is no picnic. It's an intimidating and extremely stressful process, and you don't want to go it alone. Our attorneys know every law, every tax break, and every possible opportunity to help you resolve and reduce your tax debt. And if you owe more than $20,000, you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-783-0810 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-783-0810. Again, that's 800-783-0810. According to Fox2Detroit.com, Beaumont Health, Michigan's largest hospital chain, says 370 of its workers have been suspended for not having gotten the COVID-19 vaccine. If those workers don't get inoculated by November 16th, their employment will be terminated. 
Now, with the suspension of hundreds of its workers, Beaumont Health has passed along an ultimatum to its unvaxxed employees get inoculated or face job termination. On Thursday, on Thursday, it said 370% of its staff was suspended. On Friday, the hospital confirmed that 70 of its employees had chosen to resign instead of getting the vaccine. Now, also, some 400 workers employed at Henry Ford Health already quit the chain over refusing to vaccine earlier this October. Now, let's take a look at this real quick. Just right there, okay, 470 workers have walked off the job, healthcare workers. Do you know how hard it is? to hire healthcare workers right now. It's it's almost impossible. You look at the state of Michigan, and I've mentioned this last week and the week before, just driving around my area, just driving around my area, there are signs, help wanted signs, in almost every single business everywhere. There's just not enough workers. We've paid them for so long to stay home that they just don't want to work anymore. And JC, you're exactly right. There still is no official federal vaccine mandate. This is all scare tactics. This is all strong-arming businesses with over 100 people threatening them. And the big businesses, of course, cave first because they go, well, we're, we're out there in the open, so we're going to get hit the hardest. We are creating, actually, we, we aren't doing anything. This wonderful president we have that they're, everybody, the media, it's kind of funny. The media is trying so hard to polish this turd. I mean, they are just polishing and polishing and polishing, trying to make this turd called Joe Biden shiny. It ain't happening, guys. Quit trying to make it happen. It's just not, it's not happening. Anyways, they're out there saying how great he's doing. And just with those two businesses, okay, how many businesses are in the state of Michigan? Thousands, thousands. And I just rattled off two businesses where 470 people have just quit out of a state that cannot find a workforce. They cannot. Gretchen Whitmer single-handedly, unilaterally destroyed the workforce in this state. She cannot point fingers at anybody else. She unilaterally took control, shut people down, paid them to stay home, got them to the point where they just didn't want to work anymore, convinced them that if they go out into public, they are going to die from a pandemic that only kills people who are pretty much retired in nursing homes. She destroyed the workforce in this state. And it's only going to get worse. Now, of course, at the time of this uh, article, this is about 53% of eligible Michigan residents have gotten both shots on a two-shot vaccine series. So it's just going to get worse before it gets better. And then you read things like this in MLive. Though it took months to confirm it, Tatum Strider Byron knew from the start what no one seemed to want to believe. 
The Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine brought about the April 21st death of her mother, 60-year-old Sandra Jacobs of Celine. Celine's just north of where I am broadcasting live from the cut-down cornfields of southeastern Michigan. Rationalizing or explaining this as rare doesn't help uh, Byron, who still finds herself picking up the phone without thinking to contact the first person she always called for texted with important news, her mother. She was a real person. She is not a piece of just like fictitious political propaganda where they're saying it doesn't exist. It's not true. It does exist. She was a real person with a real life. And now that life has been snuffed out by this shot. You want to know why people are hesitant to get the vaccine? Because more and more and more and more reports like this are coming out. They're lying flat out. They're padding the numbers to keep, if, well, let's put it this way. If the harm and the death that these vaccines were causing was in any other medication during any other time in our history, there would be an absolute shutdown of the whole thing. There would be an absolute stoppage of all shots and there would be a giant investigation. Why isn't that going on now? So I've got a lot of questions about this. Okay, that's all we're going to mess with, the stupid vaccine, the stupid coronavirus. I, I'm tired of all of it, to tell you the truth. Let's look at some other things. Um, you stop and get gas at gas stations? Go inside and pay. Michigan Department of Agricultural and Rural Development announced this week that they found eight credit card skimmers at gas stations across the state. <clears throat> credit card skimmers are a real problem, especially if someone steals your credit card information. The other problem is the fact that it's really hard to tell if someone has placed one of these theft devices on a pump that you're using. The skimmer itself is placed inside the space where customers scan their credit cards to purchase gas. Those gas stations were the FlexMart in Belleville, uh, the Sunoco station on 4200 Michigan Ave in Canton, the Admirable, Admiral Station at uh, 4315 Chicago Drive in Granville, Sunoco and 5843 South Martin Luther King in Lansing, the Mobile Station in 1500 Hazlitt in East Lansing, the Admiral Station in 5342 West Nedge in Portage, the Admiral Station on 3221 Division Street in Wyoming, um, and that's up in Grand Rapids, and the Mobile Station on 1396 E-Course Road in Ypsilanti. Those stations have been compromised. That's the ones that they caught. That's not the ones that they haven't caught yet. And it, asks, it tells you how to avoid card skimmers at the gas pump. Check the pump panel for tampering. Inspect the card slot and the pin pad. Compare with the other pumps. Be on the lookout for hidden cameras. Avoid the pin pad entirely. Choose the pump closest to the gas station. It's really hard to detect these skimmers unless you really know what you're looking for. So, yeah, your best, your yeah, you can't put the skimmers on the brand-new gas pumps, the one you stick your card into and, and it holds it for a minute. Those are supposedly skimmer-proof. They'll come up with something, I'm sure. But if you just got one of those old-fashioned uh, pay-at-the-pumps, watch out. What else we got? Oh, yeah. 
woodtv.com. This is out of Claire, Michigan. This is kind of scary because this is up by where a lot of my relatives live, my sister and all of her kids. Um, a woman is charged with killing her father, her sister, and two handymen in mid-Michigan. Claire County prosecutors say that 54-year-old Judy Boyer had a journal with the names of other people whom she wanted to kill. Um, the victims were Henry Boyer, his daughter Patricia Boyer, Zachary Salmonen, and Wade Bacon. Salmonen and Bacon were at Henry's home to fix the roof and handle other jobs before cold weather arrived. Didn't say how she killed them, but there's a picture of her, a very clear picture of her. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you told me that, hey, this woman killed people, I go, all right. Yeah, she probably did, didn't she? That don't look crazy at all, does it? Holy crap. They can't tell me they didn't see that coming, you know? Um, we reported on this here a while back, last week. Um, and, and I ran across this today. Of course, there was a Twitter battle. Somebody tagged Justin Trudeau in a uh, what was supposedly uh, a pro-vaccine shot tweet on Twitter. Um, tagged Justin Trudeau and Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessler. Well, she retorted. She she asked them, please don't tag me and Trudeau in the same tweet. Apparently, they don't. They're not on speaking terms. And she said, even if she was straight and looking for a date, he would be the last one. Uh, Dana, honey, let me tell you something. I'm sure Trudeau, number one, you don't eat off the same side of the buffet table that Trudeau eats off of. In fact, I think you and him sexually are probably the farthest part on the spectrum you could possibly get, both of you. Number two, it's about this Enbridge pipeline. And people that don't live in Michigan probably don't know what's going on. But um, the Enbridge pipeline, pipeline uh, number five, is reaching a um, federal level. Trudeau, Enbridge, the whole thing. They're saying, well, we don't have this treaty with Michigan. We have it with the United States of America. It isn't about Michigan. So they're going over uh, Whitmer's head. And, of course, Queen Gretch, well, you just don't do that. That's Queen Gretch. How dare you? How dare you? So um, Dana Nessler, of course, you know, she's, she's mad at Canada. Blame Canada. I had to put my two cents in on it. I can tell you right now, they want that pipeline shut down for one reason and one reason only. To never, ever, ever allow it to open up again. When it shuts down, it's down for good. The only way it will reopen is if we have an all-Republican governorship. And I'm talking a right-wing governor. Not a Snyder. Not a mealy-mouthed jellyfish. A right-wing governor who knows what's best for this state, what's best for this nation and the Senate to back them up in the state, then it will open back up. If we have what we have now, right now, that pipeline will shut down. And if we have a really, really, really bad winter, you, my fine fellow Michiganders, will suffer. We will have shortages. We will have spiking natural gas prices. It will be taken out on the people. And guess what? They'll blame climate change. They'll use it to justify ripping out 
hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres of prime farmland, prime woodland, and building these stupid solar farms. What do you think a solar farm is going to do in the state of Michigan? Look outside right now. Look outside. The next week, the next week, I want you to pay attention to how often we have sun. It's Michigan. When the sun's out, we freak out. We don't know what to do. We think the world's ending. It's ridiculous. I, I, I'm still having a hard time driving up through the middle of the state and seeing them stupid windmills. How, how do they not think that that's like the ugliest polluting? Yeah, that's mind pollution right there. That's vision pollution. Maybe I'll start my own activist movement, vision pollution. I'm going to walk around and say, you know, you see these uh, solar farms, you see all of these. Uh, yeah, this is vision pollution. It's polluting my vision. It's bad for the environment. Not only is it killing birds and frying stuff, but it's, it's just destroying my eyesight because it's vision pollution. She shuts that Enbridge pipeline down, I guarantee you she's going to say, well, we're just going to have to use uh, renewable energy. Oh, you mean uh, build some nuclear power plants? Oh, heavens no. Heavens no. Can't build nuclear power plants. How are you going to power all these electric cars? Riddle me this, Gretch. There is only one way. If you want to do away with coal, you want to do away with oil, all right, do it. Right now, as it stands, your windmills, your solar farms, they're not going to meet the demand of you axing all of the carbon-based fuel vehicles in this state. They're not going to provide the electricity. For electric cars, electric lawnmowers, all the electric things that you want. Because, oh, climate change. There's only one solution right now that we have, nuclear power. You can't even mention that. That's like walking in there and say, hey, let's sell our souls to Satan. No, you can't do that. Why? Nuclear power is like one of the safest energies we have. I guarantee you, you allow these morons their way. You'll have rolling blackouts. You'll have your electric vehicle, but you won't be able to use it. You won't be able to go anywhere. You'll just be paying a ridiculous amount of insurance, and you'll just have it sitting in your garage because there won't be the energy to power it. And, of course, now now they're trying to walk back. Okay, they're trying to calm the sheep, okay? I, I laugh. Maybe it's just me. I don't think it is. But I look at the headlines, and you can always tell. You can always tell when the word goes out to the media, hey, we've got to have this narrative pushed because the sheep are starting to get nervous. Here's another headline from WZZM13.com. No, Michigan won't have a severe heating cost this winter. This is in Grand Rapids. Retail prices for energy are at multi-year highs in the United States, according to a new study released in the United States Energy Information Administration. The government reported that the average consumer may be facing a significant increase in their energy bills. And, of course, in the report, consumers are warned to expect that nearly half of the U.S. households that heat primarily with natural gas will spend 30% more than they spent last winter. On the average, 50% more if winter is 10% colder than average, and 22% more if winter is 10% warmer than average. 
Will Michigan uh, heating bills go up more than 50%? This says false. No, Michigan heating prices will not increase by more than 50%. That would probably be 49.99999. Says that number is a national average for propane, but due to DTE gas's contract with Michigan's natural gas storage, the state will not see as much of an increase in heating bills. Not see as much. Oh, they're going to go up, mark my words. Maybe not as much as the national average, but they will go up. And they're, they're saying, oh, this is good news for Michigan. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not good news for Michigan. Gas prices are already too high. They're already too high. And if she shuts down this line, this, this Enbridge line, it's going to get even worse. That's right. GR and chat, it's exactly right. Less energy and less food, all the more to decrease the surplus population. The problem isn't the energy. The problem isn't the food. The problem is the government. Let's reroute some of them ships right down the canal, right into the the state of Michigan, right into the Toledo Harbor, Detroit, Saginaw. We'll unload those ships. We'll get things moving. (laughs) Oh. We live in interesting times, my friends. We live in very interesting time. I want you to pay attention. The people that don't live in Michigan, I want you to pay attention to this, but the people who do live in Michigan that listen to my show, number one, thank you very much for listening. I want you to be aware of something. The Flint water crisis was the tip of the iceberg. Um. There's more coming. Benton Harbor, Manchester, other places around. They're starting to test pipes, test water at homes, and they're finding more and more lead contamination. Gretsch knew about this, but wasn't going to do anything until activists started speaking up. And when they leaked to the Whitmer administration, she hurried up, scrambled, and came out with a solution before it hit the news. She's seen it coming. Um, This is according to Detroit News. A vocal Benton Harbor activist says Governor Gretchen Whitmer's administration has been deceiving in explaining what inspired expanded efforts to combat the Southwest Michigan's uh, water crisis in recent weeks. The Reverend Edward Pinckney, president of the Benton Harbor Community Water Council, said the true cause of the state's action was an emergency petition filed with the United States Environmental Protection Agency on September 9th. The filing asked the EPA to provide an immediate source of safe drinking water in schools and child care facilities in Benton Harbor. If we had not filed that petition, it would have been there, or it would have been three, four more years in the black city of Benton Harbor with nothing being done Pinckney said during a taping of WKAR's off-the-record television show. The filing with the EPA forced the Whitmer administration's hand, Pinckney said. In the weeks following the September 9th petition, the state expanded access to bottled water in Benton Harbor, a city whose drinking water has been found to have been elevated lead levels for three years. The entire time the Whitmer has been in office. In an October 6th statement, the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services said the measures were being taken out of an abundance of caution, and Benton Harbor residents were encouraged to use bottled water for cooking, drinking, brushing teeth, blah, 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 blah. 
The problem is, is Gretch wasn't going to do a darn thing about it until these people went to the federal EPA. Now, am I not right? Did not Attorney General Dana Nessel go after former Governor Snyder for the Flint water crisis? Did I not tell you when that happened, when she legally is trying to prosecute Snyder, did I not tell you that she is setting a dangerous precedence? Now, according to Nessel, according to her own actions, Governor Gretchen Whitmer needs to be prosecuted exactly like Snyder. What did she know? When did she know it? Why did she not do anything about it? See, I told you, this stuff always, these, these people on the leadership on the left, they're not very bright. They want you to think they're the smartest people in the room. They always want you to think that they are the experts. They are the know-all, end-all of everything that's going on. And it always seems to come back and bite them in the butt. <laughs> it, just, it, it just makes me laugh. These are not bright people. If they were smart, they wouldn't have gone after somebody knowing full well, as she has for the three years, that she's as guilty as Snyder is. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the last few minutes of the show. And of course, this is my favorite few minutes because it's the one thing that I really, really do enjoy in life outside of music and doing podcasts. Bitch, you're going fishing all of the time. Baby, going fishing too. Bet your life. Your sweet wife gon' catch more fish than you. Many fish bites if you got good bait. Oh, here's a little tip that I'ma like to relate. With my pole mama and my line, I'm a gone fishing. Yes, I'm gone fishing, and the baby gone fishing too. It is the Michigan Fishing Report. Southeast Lower Peninsula Lake Erie. Anglers are having fair catches of yellow perch fish near the Fermi Power Plant in 27 feet of water. Um, steady catches of yellow perch were also made near Boys 1 and 2 at the River Raisin and 15 feet of water near Toledo Beach. Largemouth bass were cut off rock walls between Sterling State Park and around the mouth of the Raisin River. Uh, Edison Power Plant Discharge Channel was still producing some fair catches of channel cats. Bass were biting well on tubes and wiggle worms. Shooting over to St. Clair. Uh, anglers were catching walleye with crawler harnesses in Anchor Bay in 8 feet of water. Walleye were also caught in the mouth of the Detroit River in 21 feet of water. Smallmouth bass anglers had fair success in the river mouth in about 9 feet of water while using Ned rigs. Yellow perch anglers were doing very well with some anglers limiting out near the shipping channels and in the dumping grounds on the drop shot rigs with worms or minnows. Uh, the musky fishing was slow and the fish seemed to be running in deeper water and not hitting on lures. Over to Saginaw Bay, yellow perch were caught on the east side of the Spoils Island in 14 feet of water. The average size was around 10 to 12 inches. The old shipping channel is also producing some nice size yellow perch. Uh, Fish Point, a few bluegills, pumpkin seed crappies were caught in the various cuts. Uh, Sibowang, a few pike were caught in the, by anglers fishing minnows in the marina. Looking for perch, perch fishing was slow. Harbor Beach, walleye had a few coholes were caught from the break wall while casting artificial lures. Port Sanilac, an occasional steelhead pike and coho were caught from the break walls while casting artificial lures as well. Uh, Southwest Lower Peninsula in Grand Haven. 
Boat anglers were catching lake trouts with the occasional salmon and steelhead in 120 to 180 feet of water. Green and orange spoons worked best. South Haven, pier anglers were catching few coho and steelhead. Most fish were caught on spawn. St. Joe, there were a good number of coho and a few steelhead going through the Berrien uh, Spring Dam. Boat anglers were catching steelhead below the dam. Over to the northeast lower peninsula in Sheboygan. There was a large salmon presence at the Sheboygan Dam, although there was a de- decrease in the catch rate. Several angles, anglers reported catching a few steelhead while fishing near the dam. Anglers had the best results in the early morning and evening hours while using spawn sacks or imitation spawn sacks when fishing for salmon. Over to Houghton Lake, bluegill and crappie are getting caught in the uh, wed, uh, weed beds. Walleye have been pretty hard to find over there. Thunder Bay River, anglers are targeting salmon. There's a lot of fish jumping, but catch rates were slow. Chinooks were mostly caught, but the very occasional coho in Atlantic were also caught. Anglers were casting with an assortment of body baits and spoons. They were also fishing bobbers and fresh spawn or spawn bags. In Tawas, pier anglers were catching a few small perch and catfish in the harbor off perch rigs and minnows. Dock and shore anglers at Gateway Park on the Tawas River were catching a few catfish while using crawlers. In the Agress, Bone anglers are catching perch in 20 to 25 feet out from the river mouth and near point agress while using perch rigs and minnows. Dock anglers were catching small perch in the river while using perch rigs and minnows. Over to Pine River, boat anglers were catching perch in four to six feet of water near the mouth of the river. Uh, perch are also being caught in uh, sagging and pinkening bars, seven to 15 feet of water using perch rigs and minnows. Uh, the dock and shore anglers were catching some of the smaller perch, bluegill and rock bass, and they were all using minnows and crawlers as well. Finally, over to the northwest lower peninsula in Charlevoix, fish were being marked in shallow waters. Smallmouth bass anglers were using crawlers and artificial worms. A few anglers were fishing off the pier for salmon. Manistee, pier anglers were catching steelhead and small coho. The early morning hours was the best time to fish, and they use a um, spawn in bright-colored bags. Over to Ludington, boat anglers fishing 300-plus feet of water were catching Chinook. That's way down there, guys. That's that's using the rigs and everything. <laughs> pier fishing was hit or miss, but there were some nice catches, uh, most of them using spawn sacks. In the Upper Peninsula, Antonagon, anglers were catching lake trout by having to put in some time to catch them. Average size was between 2 to 4 pounds, with a few coming in around 10. Uh, Dups were ranging 50 to 100 feet of water. Union Bay, anglers were catching lake trout. Small number of Chinook and brown trout were also caught. Fishing dups were between 60 and 100 feet while running spoons. Black River, boat anglers were catching lake trout around 100 feet of water while trolling spoons. Keweenaw Bay, anglers were also reporting uh, lake trout, coho, rainbow trout, and chinooks around Keweenaw Bay. Anglers were having success with salmon, both shore fishing beaches and river mouths. Fish seemed to be coming off the water in the mornings rather than the afternoon. Salmon and steelhead coming out of the lake were also being uh, beginning to develop and, and their run colors. So it's starting. Here it goes. Uh, Grand Marius, shore anglers off the mouth of the Sucker River reported a few steelhead catches. Um, Munising, anglers were having the best action with spawn sacks, casting with orange and gold or Cleos or spoons. I got a couple of Cleos still in my, uh, still in my tackle box from going up and fishing. Big Traverse, anglers coming off the water mostly reporting lake trout catches from fishing in waters of medium depth. Some salmon and trout were caught from the break wall and piers. Most fish were caught on spoons of green and blue colors. Little Bay Danak, perch anglers reported significant slowdown, but were still catching small numbers. 
Anglers were drifting or setting anchor in front of Kipling. Walleye anglers continued to struggle, but remain optimistic that the fall turnover approaches active will improve. Um, anglers were trolling crawler harnesses or jigging with minnows or soft plastics. Over to Big Bay Danak, smallmouth anglers were having success when fishing in deeper waters. Anglers fishing in the areas around 25 feet of water produced some fish. The southern portion of the Garden Peninsula at the uh, drop-offs in Ogants were a preferred focused area. And finally, in St. Ignace and Le Chano, fishing efforts slowed down in both parts. Uh, there were a few Chinooks swimming up in the Nuns Creek, but the majority of salmon were done. The few smallmouth bass and pike caught around the island uh, were caught on various minnows and body baits. And that is the Michigan Fishing Report, and that is the end of Circumspice, the right side of Michigan for today. God bless you. Have a great week. Um, don't lose it. I know there's a lot of bad news out there. I know there's a lot of things going on. But, you know, I had a four-day weekend. I took it off, and I was out at about in my backyard, doing things, mowing grass, pulling weeds, getting all the winter stuff ready. And I started thinking to myself, you know, and for all the weird things that are going on, for all the bad things that are going on, I'm not seeing fires burning. I'm not seeing fire and brimstone coming out of the sky. I'm not seeing wars and rumors of wars. It's a beautiful time of year in the state of Michigan. Get up north, get over to, uh, get over to, um, Harbor Springs, go through the tunnel of trees. When you get to the other end of the tunnel of trees, there's that little, um, shop there. It's a little, uh, store. And in the back of that store, you can get some of the most killer sandwiches you've ever tasted in your life. Maybe it's the environment going through the tunnel of trees right by Lake Michigan and seeing all the beauty, but boy, does that work up an appetite and that food just tastes great. I'm Alan Ray. This is Circumspice, right side of Michigan. Keep it locked on klrnradio.com, America's podcast network, all week. You won't regret it. We'll talk again soon. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.